It went straight down the middle. Then it started to Let's turn the attention quickly to uh, other major championships uh, that you participate in. And, and one thing that jumped out at, I noticed you'd only played one open championship. And I know the British Open was a different deal for American players back in the day than it is today. But uh, are there any regrets to just simply making one appearance across the pond in that tournament? Mike, that is a tremendous regret that I have. Uh, I grew up on a little old golf course in the town where I, I lived, Stanford, that had probably more rocks than grass. Very, very small push up greens. The greens were probably. Oh, maybe thousand, twelve hundred feet in uh, in square footage, and you learned how to do. Uh, I was a much better uh, chipper when I came on the green uh, around the greens uh, when I came on the tour than I was when I left. And in fact, that that kind of became a little bit of an Achilles' heel for me in the latter part of my my playing career, and. Uh, but anyway, uh, I went over that year and played, and uh, I was exempt because I'd won, uh, I'd won Augusta. I don't think I would have been exempt, been exempt except for that reason. And anyway, I, I, I just I, I fell in love with that kind of golf, and uh, and I uh, uh, to go over uh, back then. Uh, you know, I played a lot of tournaments just to make a living and support my family. And and I knew that uh, uh, that uh, I was I was going to be missing some tournaments on on the regular tour, which uh, so I I played four or five weeks prior. I went over the week before, and uh, and just to get acclimated, and then wound up. Uh, I think I tied for fifth, tied with Jack. Played played pretty good in the tournament, and I did didn't have a chance to win. But uh, I played well. Played on a great track too. Every, yeah, that was at Birkdale. Yeah, and terrific, uh, terrific golf course. Uh, Trevino won that year. They that was his first year he won the Open. And uh, anyway, and so uh, uh, I'm flying home, and I've, I've I've played four or five weeks before, and I took a week off, and then I played the British Open, and quite honestly, I, I kind of would just worn myself out a little bit. And I'm flying home, and when I landed in Chicago to change planes or or to get off and go play the Western, I called uh, I called the Western officials and, and told them I was withdrawing and I was going home. I was just worn out, and uh, and I, I, in time with Jack, I won about five thousand dollars, and I think maybe I broke even, <laughs> you know. And, and when it came time to uh, what was the uh, uh, the head of the RNA at that time? Was a fellow named uh, McKenzie or something like that, Bruce? I don't I don't really remember. But anyway, he came up uh, to me and Augusta. He said, "Charles, we'll see you back at uh, they're going to play at Muirfield and see you back at Muirfield for the Open this year." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I don't know. I'm trying to make a decision as whether or not to come." And I didn't go and. Uh, and consequently, I never did go again, and uh, because it it took it took so much time away from uh, you know the what what I was actually uh, felt my calling was it was trying to make a living on the tour to to support the family, and that was a mistake. I uh, I really regret that. 
I don't know that I, I don't know that I ever would have won the tournament, but it, it was a kind of it's kind of golf that I played when I was a kid, and it was a lot of times it was played in, in the type of weather that I grew up in, and cold and windy. Yeah, and I think our younger listeners they just probably don't have the uh, uh, an appreciation for the fact that. This was not an easy trip back then. It, it wasn't an easy decision to make because, as you say, there are financial implications. You're generally going to cost you a couple of weeks. You may miss some th- golf on the back end of the tournament. Uh, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And so if, and, unless you have a high finish, it may not pay off in the long run if you do this a lot of times. But, uh, uh, you know, today's fan would look at that and say, well, wait a minute. Really? That I, I can't relate to that. But that's really the way it was, wasn't it? Right. Well, see, at that time, the, the the money wasn't official. In fact, it wasn't even an official win. Uh, it, 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 I forgot what year it was, but it, it uh, eventually it became an official win on the tour. And and then it uh, the money became official. So the money you would make there would, uh, would help as far as skipping uh, tournaments on the regular tour. I don't know, Bruce, how, how much did you play the British Open? You probably played a lot more than, than I did because it, 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 meant, it meant so much to uh, people from Australia and South Africa. We hope you've enjoyed this short track of For the Good of the Game. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple and Spotify, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, spread the word, and tell your friends. Until we tee it up again, for the good of the game. So long, everybody. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. Then it started to slice just a smidge off line. It headed for two, but it bounced off nine. My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay. Yes, it went straight down the middle. Quiet away.